Hello from Radio Rogue here at the site of Super Bowl 57 downtown Phoenix. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. This is the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Maybe the most loaded show in the history of PHNX Cardinals. Bo, where do we begin? Yeah, I don't even think there's any doubt about that one. And we're getting news on the Arizona Cardinals coaching search as well. But let's run down these guests. We're going to talk to Arizona Cardinals Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz. Yep. And he's going to talk about Kyler Murray. All the hits that Kyler Murray is taking as he's just trying to rehab his knee. The Arizona Cardinals head coaching search. We got some bombs from our guy Jordan Schultz coming up later in the show. NFL insider talking D-Hop, talking Kyler, talking Cards coaching search. And we're going to talk to some other Arizona Cardinals as well. I believe that uh, rookie guard Lasita Smith is going to join us live on location here at Radio Row. And potentially... Uh, one Cardinal star running back, but we haven't confirmed that, so I'm not going to tantalize you any more than that. But uh, as far as the Cardinals news, real quick before we get to Zach Ertz here, yeah. Johnny, we had Adam Schefter just tweet out right before the show that Arizona Cardinals do not plan to hire a head coach until after Super Bowl 57 next week. That's news that's on the heels of John Gamadora saying next Tuesday. Yeah. That's on what you've heard out here on Radio Row from several insiders, multiple yeah. sources. It just backs up, uh, invalidates what we've been hearing. Yeah, uh, they put the coaching search, at least publicly, on pause. We know Luna Amaruno is going to interview with this team on Friday. Mike Kafka concluded his Zoom interview with the team yesterday. And I think Michael Bidwell, is, this is his way of getting this out to the media, because I have no doubt this came from Mr. Bidwell, that the Cardinals do not want to take center stage during a week that they're hosting two other teams playing in this game. And so, again, I, I would imagine Indianapolis is probably going to do something similar, but especially in the host city for Michael Bidwell and company, it makes sense to wait, even if you feel like you're going to hire Lou or Mike or whomever later this week. Keep it under wraps. Send a text message. You're our guy. Official announcement coming Monday. And I think for the insiders especially, like they know the deal. Like the, the eyeballs should be on the game. But we got some more interesting news coming out from a couple key sources. The Cardinals have now lost a couple defensive back coaches. They've lost their cornerback coach and their DB coach, while Matt Burke, according to sources on Twitter, is having an interview with, I believe, the Houston Texans to potentially yeah. be his uh, their next defensive coordinator. So a lot of moving parts. Again, check out Twitter, uh, my page. We've retweeted the sources. Again, I don't have them on the top of the show. But a lot of folks are connecting the dots. What does that mean for Vance Joseph? I still think Vance, at the end of the day, would be safe with somebody like Matt Kafka. I'm not sure about Lou Anarumo, but these guys have opportunities. they got to go pursue them, right? Yeah, the biggest issue, though, to me is, okay, now not only are you bringing back Vance Joseph and a defensive staff that struggled, uh, I mean, defensive backs coach or cornerbacks coach that went to Green Bay, uh, I, I like what he did, what he was able to accomplish with guys like Marco Wilson in year two when Byron Murphy was healthy. You loved what you saw from Murph, right? Yeah. But So when he exits, you know, do you, are you going to get a watered-down version and without the ability to really put together another staff for VJ? So you get watered-down VJ. How's that sound? Not yeah. very appealing to Cardinals fans out there. Or do they look at it as, okay, this staff produced a 4-13 and team, yeah, you should churn some some coaches here. Yeah, Lou Anarumo, I would imagine, has his fingerprints all over this defense should he get hired. So I, I wouldn't necessarily be worried about Vance Joseph staying. But Mike Kafka, I yeah. mean, you would essentially have the Kingsbury dynamic again with Vance Joseph. Again, Mike Garofalo reporting that the Texans will interview Matt Burke for the defensive coordinator job. And the Cardinals have now potentially lost 
multiple position coaches on the defensive side. We know their tight ends coach departed, I believe, for the University of Illinois. So That I mean, was their pass, their pass rush. Tight end went to Detroit. Went to Detroit yep. with, with um, our guy, Jared Goff and company. So, again, the, the <laughs> car, he is our guy? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say uh, my Dan man Campbell? crush, Dan Campbell. Yeah, Motor City Dan Campbell. But, again, it doesn't stop. Right. The team, I, I haven't heard that they have allowed Vance Joseph to seek defensive coordinator positions. But again, when you're coming off a unit, unlike Avero in Denver, was in demand, didn't last 24 hours on the open market because his defense produced this year. Right. And when something we talked to Jordan Schultz about, but before we get to Jordan Schultz, we had an opportunity to sit down with all pro, Pro Bowl tight end Zach Ertz on his relationship with Kyler Murray and what he thinks about this head coaching search for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, we are thrilled to welcome Pro Bowl tight end of the Arizona Cardinals, Mr. Zach Ertz here on Radio Row. Zach, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. It's uh, it's February in Arizona, so it's pretty good. <laughs> a little bit different than Philly. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Zach, you're here on behalf of Sleep Number, and I can't think of a better product for a new dad than Sleep Number beds. <laughs> exactly. How's it going, my man? Uh, being a dad is amazing. Obviously, um, Sleep Number is a brand that we love to work with because they prioritize what's most important to us as not only as new parents but as athletes uh, my wife and i are, are each able to have our own kind of setting mine is extremely firm uh, right. i think i'm like the highest that anyone's ever heard like yeah. level 100 essentially Cement. Yeah. yeah pretty much <laughs> this right here um and then my wife's able to have something a lot more comfortable um, but as an athlete, especially going into my 11th year now, sleep is the most important tool for, for recovery. Um, and so as a family, we definitely prioritize that. The little one has definitely thrown a little wrench in it at times, <laughs> but he's doing great as well. Most importantly, how's your recovery coming along? Yeah, it's, go it's actually going really, really well. I'm about two and a half months post-op, um, so every day getting better, able to. The first two months are tough. Yeah. Monotonous, tedious. Um, the toughest two months I would say I'd ha I've had as an NFL player, just because wow. I've never had a, I've never had this injury, uh, and it's just it was extremely difficult. Um, I'm gonna be honest, but now I'm past that point. Yeah. Um, I'm able to actually feel like an athlete again, going to the weight room, knowing I'm gonna be able to push myself and get better every day. And so that to me at this point is I'm able to look back and kind of reflect, but I'm so excited about the future as well. For sure. Who are you leaning on? Who were you leaning on during those two months? To, and as far as your rehab continues forward? Yeah, obviously my faith is something that's played a huge part in me, not only this year, but in the past. Um, and just understanding that God's already seen the outcome of this. He knows it's going to be all, all for good. Um, and so that's obviously played a huge part. My wife, as an athlete, she's dealt with not, she hasn't had this injury, um, but just she's gone through injuries. She had a torn MCL eight weeks uh, before the last Olympics, and she was out there dominating already. <laughs> so um, I've got a lot of amazing people in my corner. Yeah. Um, I got the best therapist around in Brett Fisher doing my rehab. Um, so I'm extremely confident about it. So, Zach, you signed a contract extension with the Cardinals last offseason. You're one of the few kind of known commodities now. We don't have a head coach. The Cardinals mm -hmm. don't, right? We're not sure about the status of some key free agents. Like, how are you processing this offseason of uncertainty with so much stuff going around you, in particular this head coaching search? Well, I think, obviously, having something to work on every day with my knee right now is yeah. able to kind of give me kind of soul tunnel vision on um, being the best version of myself come September. Um, but like you said, there is a lot of uncertainty, and everyone wants a head coach. But I just remind people that in 2016 – 
when I was with the Eagles, Doug Peterson was the last head coach to be mm. signed that year. And Ben McAdoo was actually their number one choice in Philly. And then Doug was the guy that they ended wow. up getting. Um, so it's not about the urgency of how fast can you get this thing done. This is such a big decision. You might as well exhaust all options in this thing um, and get the right guy. Because the right guy for us is going to be different than the right guy for the Broncos mm -hmm. or for the Colts. Um, and so as long as Michael and Monty and everyone over there are exhausting all options, I'm all, of, all for taking as long as you need yeah. to get it right. Mr. B told us during the press conference uh, on Black Monday, obviously bittersweet. Uh, I saw you, you tweeted out, obviously, thanks yeah. to Cliff Kingsbury, who we found out is back stateside, you know, there after you his Thailand <laughs> trip. Uh, but he, he said that he was going to tap into Kyler Murray, get his thoughts on the head coach. Have you been asked as far as your thoughts on it? Um, I mean, I haven't gone out, been asked, hey, what do you think of X candidate sure. or Y candidate? Um, I think being in the league for a long time, being, being around a lot of different head coaches, I have a unique perspective of kind of what would work, what maybe doesn't work, especially this era of athletes, I think is a little different than when I first came into the league. Um, and obviously the quarterback is as talented as they come and you got to get a guy that's able to work with him and get the best out of him. Um, and I'm confident that Kyler is eager to show everyone who he is. Yeah. Um, obviously there's so much being spoken about him every day. It seems like something else is coming out. But I just remind people, this dude is the most talented quarterback football player I've really ever been around. Yeah. Like, there's nothing on a football field he can't do. And so we can point to some of the things he needs to work on, but let's not forget about everything that he can do as a football player. Um, and it's my job as a tight end to get open for him and do all this stuff. But I know when I'm able to get open, he's going to give me the ball. Yeah, and I think – He's speaking our language, by the it's, way. It's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. We knew it was going to happen, though. It was accurate. <laughs> so what I want to focus on is he's being used kind of like a deterrent unfairly this offseason. You were a free agent last offseason. You could have spent a year with Kyler or half a year with Kyler the prior season and said, no, 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 no thanks. You opted to commit to the Cardinals and, more importantly, yeah. Kyler Murray. Like, you wanted that relationship to continue. What made it an easy decision for you? Well, obviously, I loved being in the building every day. That's, I love coming to work for the Cardinals. Obviously, Cliff being resigned at the time was a big factor. Obviously, it was irrelevant, kind yeah. of, looking yeah, sure. back on it. Um, but I was grateful that they – took a chance on me mid-season. Everyone knew in Philly the time was coming to an end. I was trying to get out of there earlier. Um, and Arizona was the team that came and got me. A lot yeah. of other teams talked about it, yeah. but Arizona was a team that went out and did it. And so for me, that carried a lot of weight, that they believed in me when a lot of teams said, yeah, yeah, we believe in you, blah, 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 blah. But they're the team that actually came out and did it. Mm -hmm. um, so that meant a lot to me. And then also, I played with so many quarterbacks in my career. And so I knew Kyler was going to be here for a long time. I expect him to be here for a long time. And the chemistry we had, I feel like I get open, and I feel like he throws to the open guy. Yeah. So for us, it was pretty natural right away. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Obviously, he has the ACL injury he's coming back uh, from a little bit different time frame a couple months after you. But do you guys compare notes? Is it you? They discovered that yours was partly torn. What was it? The, uh, the, the, ACL, the ACL was partially torn, and the MCL was torn. But they didn't feel confident that the ACL would hold yeah, doing yeah. what I need to do. So I actually had full ACL, MCL recovery. Um, we had surgeries, I think, six weeks apart maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm definitely we've been in each other's ear, keeping each other going. We FaceTime every now and then. Nice. He's a big FaceTime guy for those that didn't know. Okay. Um, See, that would probably surprise people. Yeah, people think we're probably a text message guy, yeah, right? No, FaceTime guy. Um, well, let me, let me ask you this real quick. I mean, if, if Max Williams pops up on FaceTime and Kyler pops up on FaceTime, are you, whose call are you taking? Because I heard Max Williams has some epic late-night FaceTiming, according to Trey McBride. 
can Max Williams throw me the football? <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point. That's a great point. That. <laughs> no, not from what no. I've seen. I saw him yeah, in training camp throw it around a little bit, but no. So let's talk about Trey McBride. So what did you see from Trey over the course of the final, you know, six to eight games of the regular season? Yeah, obviously he was extremely raw when he came yeah. to the Cardinals. Um, coming from Colorado State, there was so much he had to work on there. Pretty much a run-first offense um, in college. And just the intricacies of route running, understanding defenses. He had a long way to go, and he was eager to learn. Yeah. I give him a lot of credit. He was eager to learn. He wanted to learn. Um, there are some things that he wasn't able to do early on that he was able to find ways to be successful at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I think as we're complementary players, um, he's able to play. If, if, if we were both in the game together like you saw last year, he's going to be the guy on the line of scrimmage. I'm going to be the guy split out. Yeah. Um, and that he's able to – it's not like I'm like saying, hey, bro, you need to do X, Y, and Z right. every day. Um, but I'm able to just show him every day how to approach certain things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the best – Brent Selleck, when I was a young player, he was that. He wasn't saying, mm -hmm. Zach, step with your left foot here, step with your right foot there. He wasn't carrying me into the building. He wasn't showing me each and every step in minute detail. But the way he carried himself every day was what I was able to take from him. And that, that, that has carried me to this point, and I hope I'm able to do the same for Trey. We, we were fortunate enough to talk to J.J. a lot in the final weeks uh, before he hung him up, and he had mentioned how much he loved becoming that mentor, being, you know, obviously having eager guys to learn and, and take that information. How do you feel about kind of being that guy at this point in your career? Yeah, JJ and I have very similar mentalities when it comes to that. If you're a guy that wants to work yeah. and you are willing to kind of be, humble yourself enough to like, hey, how can I be better here? Yeah. If you're able to do that and, you, and we know as guys, quote, giving advice that you're going to actually try and implement it, mm -hmm. we're open books. Like, I will be an open book for which whoever is eager to learn and willing to work. Because it's one thing to be eager to learn, and then, you like, okay, hey, I'm training at 7 a.m. the next day, and then the following day, 7 a.m. They show up for the first day, they don't show up the second yeah. day. Mm -hmm. To me, it's like... That's Johnny. That's right. <laughs> how, to me, at that point, it's how committed are you, like... Are you? Should I actually invest my time and energy when I yeah. got so much else going on? But if guys are willing to work and eager to learn, I'm all about giving them anything they need. How much are you enjoying this run by by Philadelphia? So many of your uh, brothers on the field that you got to play with in Philadelphia. Hassan Reddick, once upon a time Arizona Cardinal, having a breakout season yeah. with the Eagles. What do you expect to see on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm extremely excited um, to watch my guys play. Yeah, I mean, I spent a lot of time there, um, and so I played eight and a half, nine years with pretty much the same core guys that we won the Super Bowl with that are still there. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, yeah. Isaac Sayamalu. Um, and so these are guys that are lifelong friendships. And so I want to see those guys go out, be successful. I don't know how many more years Fletch, Kels, BG have. Yeah. I know Lane's going to play until the wheels fall off, so I'm not worried about his last game. Um, but I'm excited to see those guys play. Yeah. Are you ready to make maybe a bold uh, commitment maybe to Cardinals fans? Because, my God, it's been a long time. 1989, right? Last 100-yard receiver at the tight end position. Yeah, for the it's Arizona been at least have you heard 20 this plus stat? years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Are you gonna Are you gonna end that? Are you or Trey gonna end that? I can promise one of us will. <laughs> I, I'm gonna do everything I can to make it sure. I mean, I tied the record in catches yeah. by Arizona yeah. Cardinals tight end in like 10 games yeah. two years ago. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I don't know who the coach is. I don't know how they want to use me. Um, but I'm focused on getting healthy every day and being the best version of myself. And 
I'm not going to go on the field until I know I can be a success for the team and have an impact on the games. Um, but yeah, the 100 yard game is not something that's too far fetched to me. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. It feels like a good plan is when Zach Ertz plays, you get him the football. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> I mean, that when before his injury, unfortunately, they were Kyler and, and the crew were doing it. Tell us about Sleep Number and the fabulous things they're doing. Yeah, so obviously, um, like I spoke about, uh, the, the recovery aspect, yeah. they prioritize that for us. And just the, the, not only are they a great company in terms of the beds, we love the beds, we have them all throughout our house, but they're also a company that's kind of purpose-driven as well. Um, they, do, they do a lot of stuff kind of off the field, per se, um, with, I would say with some of the different charities that they work with. And so with us, having the Earth Family Foundation, um, we love to align ourselves with kind of mission driven companies and they're definitely one of them zach you make us proud as being one of the many ambassadors to our city here in phoenix for the super bowl man enjoy the rest of the week and can't wait to see you back out on the playing field yeah thanks guys thanks, thanks for having man. me great stuff there from pro bowl tight end zach ertz and I, I think i agree with the chat my favorite part backing kyler murray yeah. wholeheartedly uh Unpolo back unprovoked unsolicited yeah uh him just going to bat for his guy. Also answering some questions about the coaching search, but there you go. I mean, it, as far as there's a lot of you know talk about Kyler Murray, but people forget about when this guy's at full strength, all the good things he can do on the football field, and that's lost right now. And, and I know you know it's a what have you done for me lately league, but Kyler Murray, and I, I, I'm paraphrasing for Ertz, but he pretty much said he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And when you have a How motivated, not? yeah, you're going to have a motivated Kyler Murray. Uh, and you know, hey, Kyler Murray doesn't do anything but play video games and I guess maybe FaceTime with his tight end and rehab his knee. I mean, yep. come on. I mean, the the storylines are that on this are are just they they've gone off the rails. Uh, very fresh perspective from somebody who actually knows K1. Yeah, Ertz, great ambassador for the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we're ambassadors for DraftKings because mm. we love DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook app ahead of Super Bowl 57. You know, I've been getting my feet wet ahead of Super Bowl mm -hmm. uh, on some NBA parlays. I've had some success, specifically betting on the Phoenix Suns and company, and it feels like they're a, they're a, mo a money wagon now that Devin Booker is back in the lineup. You can check all that and more. All you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet a mere $5 on Super Bowl 57. You can bet the spread, money line, over, under, one of the many, 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 many props like Gatorade, color, coin flip, whatever. You just got to put a five spot on one thing, and you're going to get back with the promo code PHNX. If you're a new customer, $200 in bonus bets instantly. A five spot gets you 200 you don't have to win the bet. You just got to place it, and then you can reinvest and have some fun and dabble on any of the plethora of items, sporting events available on DraftKings. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook app with promo code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Again, my DraftKings pick of the week. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Money line. Fly, fly. Eagles, fly. <laughs> Yeah, I won't be singing that. Yeah, not a monotone like I just did. But I'll be singing to the football gods when I wave my ticket bet from DraftKings in your face and I don't share it with you at all. Well, on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I mean, yeah. they, they don't have actual tickets. Well, like I'm going to tear a piece of paper and I'm going to write my <laughs> winnings on it and then I'm going to go like this to Bo. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we were out here talking today with people on Radio Row, different yeah. uh, radio shows, television shows, different 
media members yep. and some of them for former Sun Devils ties to the Valley. What did, what did one person say that they knew was a mainstay as far as our great state 48? Uh, I think it's uh, survey says Four Peaks. That's right. Four Peaks. They're great restaurant, brewery, the beer, of course. And uh, that's what was going on uh, as far as the discussion out here on Radio Row was Four Peaks in Arizona, synonymous with each other. Of course, Four Peaks woven within the fabric of our great 48th state. Uh, and you got to go check out Four Peaks. It's synonymous also with watching in uh, a sporting event with a nice frosty cold one, whether it's Kilt Lifter, Joy Wheat Wow. You've got uh, all the selections of the IPAs that you want, the bourbon barrel aged stuff. You can't go wrong with Four Peaks, and you can't go wrong with their menu either. They've got all the great chicken tendies you want. Yep. Great for the kids and all the staff here on PHNX Sports, as well as you got more of the adult meals as well. Of course. You, you know, you got the Italian beef beer bread. Oh my God. You got great desserts. Can't go wrong. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the brew, but you don't have to be 21 years or older to go enjoy the vibes and the food at Four Peaks. 8th Street in Tempe. You can find them in the airport if you're in and out of town, or you can just find that beer in your local convenience store and your grocery store. The vibes here, Super Bowl 57 Radio Row, they're immaculate for us. Uh, all City, our uh, brothers and sisters from DMVR, CHGO, now PHNX, of course, repping it, repping it hard today. And we are so excited because the guest list is unmatched. It's unparalleled, frankly. We are so fortunate to be out here and to be able to, you know, talk with some of our favorite members of the media and the Arizona Cardinals. And speaking of which, I think we've got a special guest That's on right. Deck. We're going to bring him on here right now. He is a big mountain of a man. He played <laughs> some games for the Cardinals in his rookie year. We're excited to get him on. Uh, we're ranking him right now, but Lasita Smith is going to sit down with us right after we just wrap with Zach Ertz. And we've still got a lot to kind of bring, uh, kind of recap with Ertz. And yeah. we've got Jordan Schultz coming up. But Lasitas is coming down right now. What's Cito up, Smith? What's going you, on, man? man? Thanks for joining us. Grabbing his headset, sitting down. I'm sure he's going to say some very nice things about his quarterback of as course. well, just like Zach Ertz did uh, just a couple minutes ago. Lasitas, what's going on, man? Putting that headset on. He loves. I, I know he's a guy. He's he's a, he's a friend of the microphone. He loves to jump on the mic. He loves to give his the takes. star of Hard Knocks, if you will. That's right. I felt like he was the the standout of Hard Knocks this year. That I've heard it a few times, and nah, I mean, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I was just happy to be on there. We well, got an infectious personality, and f listen, the season didn't go, I think, as you guys would have hoped. And, and you got your welcome to the NFL moment. I mean, you're a, you know, a fifth round pick, right? And then be thrust into the lineup, and now you're going to have a new head coach in year two. How are you processing all this a year removed from college football? Uh, Man, um, it was a lot. Yeah. It was definitely an eventful season. Um, like you said, losing our coach at the end and the season not going as well as we like and our starting quarterback getting hurt. Yeah. Um, a lot of things didn't go our way at all. But, um, you know, I wouldn't have rather do it with a different, you know, set of guys in the locker room. Um, we definitely made it joyful, you know, because it was, it was very long. We, mm -hmm. you know, early on in the season, I mean, midway through the season at least, we felt like, you know, we don't know how this is sure. going to end up. Yeah. But um, we just kept fighting and going to work every day. So, uh, like I said, I wouldn't rather, I'd rather do it with the same group of guys, but I had to do it all over again. Yeah. You know, I, I was covering you guys on a daily basis out there at the facility in Tempe, and I can attest to that. It didn't seem like, you know, anything changed. You guys kept, you know, head down, hard work, and I'm sure that you were tweaking things behind the scenes and, and putting in the work where you felt like it needed to be. But just talk about your rookie season. I mean, because – some guys are, are more fortunate than you. I mean, you got your opportunity, no doubt about right. that. But, I mean, talk about thrown to the wolves in some – I mean, you, you were the star of Hard Knocks because you balled out against Aaron Donald. Yeah. 
Right. Um, like you said, I, uh, it was go- – I'm going to be honest. Going into the season, I didn't really expect to touch the field. Yeah. Um, you know, late-round pick, and I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm just – I'm here to learn, you know, this first year at least. I'm, I'm here to learn and yeah. just do the best I can during these practice reps and show these coaches that I'm ready. Next thing I know, um, I forgot who we played right before the Rams, but it might have, it was the Seahawks. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, it was yeah. the Seahawks. Yeah. And Will Hernandez ended up getting a little banged up. I'm, I'm very, it was very unfortunate. You know, he ended up hurting his shoulder a little bit. And um, next thing I know, coach throws me in versus the Seahawks, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I'm really out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I just do what I know. You, I'm, I do as I'm as I'm taught, as he taught me in practice. So I'm just out there, you know, working against those, you know, those older vets and more experienced guys. And then next thing I know, you know, after that game, he goes, hey, so you know, like. You're our guy. If Will can't go, you're our guy for next week. And I look at the roster. I mean, I look at the schedule like, wait, who we got next week? <laughs> the Rams. So uh, no, but it was it was a very good, uh, very good experience. And yeah. I, I just I watched so much film on Aaron Donald. Yeah, I watched so much. Yeah. Yeah. Take, take me through that start because mm-hmm. we got people giving you the love in the chat. Arizona Animal. He did great with a capital great against Aaron Donald. What was your mindset going into that week against number ninety nine? Man, I just knew it was going to take everything I had. And I'm talking about mentally, physically, you know, just everything I had. Um, and like I said, every day that week, I'm, I'm not only going as hard as I can at practice and making sure I'm uh, having great attention to detail, yeah. but also when I get to the house and it's time to watch film, I'm yeah. watching a lot of film. Yeah. I barely slept um, the night before the game. Yeah. Just being honest, I'm just like staying up late, just like looking, just – Every move, just, right? Just looking, just it's nightmare fuel too. I mean, yeah. just watching ninety nine well, play. He plays with those yeah. knives in practice. Have you seen <laughs> yes. those videos? Yeah. So, um, all I know is, that, like I said, I barely slept, but I watched so much film. I knew, okay, this is as prepared as I can get. Yeah. You know, now it's time to go out there and actually put it on display. You know, for the for the world to see. So, um, I just remember standing on the sideline. Right, we warmed up. I'm standing on the sideline right before the game, and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Like yeah. whatever. <laughs> like he's gonna feel me. I'm ready. Yeah. And all I know is, uh, if you ever watch, sometimes they put the camera on him on the sideline right before yeah. he comes out. Yeah. And I just um, remember standing. Remember him standing there with the D line as they was getting ready to take the field, and he started doing that thing when he twists his legs really, really fast, like mm-hmm. he's ready to go, and he started doing that like he's warming up. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah. he's about to go Damn. crazy. <laughs> the only time I ever seen him do that was on TV. Like, yeah. I'd be at home watching the game, and I see him do that. And now I'm like, he's now warming up. You're ready to go. And I, yeah, like, you're the guy. I'm the only guy between him and the quarterback. Yeah, no, yeah. nowhere to hide. And he, and he chewed up and spit out some, some big-time guards in his day. But, you know, the adversity didn't stop as far as the playing field. I mean, Four of the five starters went down, right? There was a coaching, a coach that was dismissed during the season. I mean, it was a challenging year. Talk about the veterans on the staff, including your guy, Calvin Beecham. You know, how much of a role did he play and have to kind of take on because of all the stuff that was going on around the organization? Man, he played a huge role. I mean, he acted as a second coach for the offensive line. Yeah. And I truly mean it. I mean, you know, he was, he's a, one thing about Beach, and there's, quite a few guys in that locker room that's this way but he's a guy that is consistent very consistent and when I'm talking about the time he shows up to work from the time he leaves what he does day in and day out and the type of treatment he does to his body um he is very consistent and he helped out a whole lot when it came to those young guys especially mm-hmm. just do what you need to do be on time be consistent you know 
just just talking about how to play a long career in this league, talking to me and the other rookie Marquise Hayes, and just giving us a lot of free game. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, he acted as a second coach. We very very much needed that. Um, like you said, with us having so many uh, backups playing, he yeah. had his he had his own nickname for you, Leroy. Leroy. It was it was because um, like the first one of the first weeks I was here, uh, the O-line coach at the time, Coach Sean Coogler, mm-hmm. made us rookies stand up in front of the whole room, yeah. in front of the O-line room, and say something interesting about ourselves. So um, I said that I had two middle names, and I wanted so I didn't want to say it, but I didn't know what else to think about. Mm-hmm. So I said I have two middle names, and I attempted to walk to my seat. They go, No, 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 no. What are your middle? What are they? Yeah. Like what are your middle names? So I'm like Leroy and Javars, and he literally just smiles really big. Go <laughs> Leroy, okay. And he calls me that every time now. That's he doesn't call funny. me anything else. I have two middle names. We're brotherhood. Do you two, really? Yeah. What are your two middle names? Uh, it's it's not as cool as Leroy. I'm sure it's not. It, it's Ivan Perry. Okay. For everybody that wants to find my information online and, and maybe. <laughs> yeah, give us your social. Yeah, yeah, right. uh, <laughs> let me ask you this, because this coaching search, we cover it daily. It's, it's been exhausting for us. Has it, have you gotten wrapped up in this? Because it is a, a little unusual for a coaching search to go into, into mid-February. Do you find yourself kind of tracking everything, or are you just like, just tell me when we hire somebody? I'm kind of on a boat as just tell me when we hire somebody, because I, I just don't want to get caught up in it. And I, I hate to say it like that, but. I mean, I'm going to work every single day. Um, I've already started back training. I'm working with the strength staff, with our strength staff. Yeah. Uh, strength staff, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm working out with them and training every day and make sure I'm grinding. So no matter who gets hired, I know I have to put my best foot forward and show up to work every day. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. But, yes, it is a little stressful when I have people come to me like, man, you got any insight who the new coach is going to be? And I'm like, I will know when y'all know. Yeah. Like, yeah. when y'all go to Twitter and see it is when I'll see it. It's like Bidwell and Austin Porter, like, Hey, Cito, uh, <laughs> this is who we're looking at. Uh, what do you think? Man, like I have no insight. <laughs> like when you saw all. that Sean Payton stuff two weeks ago, like what was going through your mind? Can we talk about that for a excited. second? I excited. Yeah. I thought we were going to get Sean Payton. Yeah. yeah. And you have so many people around the country just like, and especially Cardinals fans, like, oh, we're going to get him. I know we're going to get him. Yeah. And then I've seen the thing about um, him and Mr. Bidwell leaving the facility oh, after yeah. a long meeting together in, in, in um, Mr. Bidwell's car. And I'm like, oh, we for sure got oh, him. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're like this. Now we got him. It was we an emotional him. day for all of us. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Some dumb didn't. podcast ran with that. <laughs> like, it was going to happen, They too. had me. Yeah. They had me. I see yeah. Denver picked him up. And then we, and then it was said that we were going to get D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Um, mm. From the, the, the former Dolphins head coach. and uh, Brian Flores. Oh. Uh, Demi- okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so D'Amico's sorry. over there. Yeah. No, you're good. San Francisco, We DC. like both those yeah, guys. We, we talked we, about those we, guys a there's lot. There's like four or five guys we really liked, and right. then for whatever reason it didn't transpire. And so, like, we're at the point where we're just kind of putting our hands up. Like, what, right. what, it is what it is at this point. Right. I'm sorry. Blind, no, you're good. Brian Flores is what I meant. But um, we said that we were going to get him, and I, I just don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know which way this is going to go. I don't know. You know, uh, we have some people in the chat asking about a fellow rookie who unfortunately couldn't play this season, looked great as far as preseason and training camp, Marquise Hayes. What's the latest on Marquise? Uh, Marquise is doing really, really well. Um, it was very, very tough for him. I'll put that out there. Um, and just it was, it was really hard for him this past season because um, I remember when he first got the news, um, you know, obviously it was, you know, some insight things in, in, that happened in the facility. And, yeah. You know, yeah. Injury situation and whatever. I'm not I'm not gonna really speak on it because I don't sure. feel like it's my place to do so. Yeah. But yeah. um, but uh, it was it was very far, hard for him not being able to put on those pads the yeah. whole season. I mean, we, me and him sat down and talked about it a number of times, and he very much wanted to be on that field. And I can tell you that he's 
uh, looking forward to next season a whole lot, especially like OTAs and even camp. Well, yeah. you guys have a leg up because right now I, I think you're like the only two interior offensive linemen left standing on the roster. I mean, with all due respect, Justin Pugh's a free agent. Rodney Hudson, uh, there's talk centered around his retirement potentially. Will Hernandez is a free agent. I mean, it's it's you guys from this rookie class last year. Yeah. Do you put like extra pressure on yourself like, yeah, this is my job next year? No. No, no, no. I never think that way. Um, I never have the mindset of, oh, well, when I look at the roster, I mean, I'm the only one, like you said, still standing. Yeah. Oh, it's for sure mine because yeah. that's how you find yourself getting complacent. So I yeah. never, never like to think like that. I never, nor do I ever want to be promised a job. Like, yeah. I don't even want a coach coming to me going, hey, you're our guy next year. You yeah. don't know that. What yeah. if we go to OTAs sure. and I'm not your guy? Yeah. Then it was, you know, it's all for nothing. So I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to grind and work. Um, day in and day out, like I know how to do, and I'm going to definitely fight for that spot, but I don't want to be handed anything. That's a great mindset to have. They're wrapping us. you got more things to do here on Radio Row. Real quick, keep it under 30 seconds. Uh, you know, you've talked a lot about playing the center position. Is that something that you see in your, in your future, or you feel like you're a guard? For sure. I, I see myself playing all three interior positions, and I'm going to put that out there. I can play center. I can play right guard. I can play left guard. I can do it all in this. Just go to Kyler's house right now, and you guys can start working on exchanges. Can we just do that? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hit him up after this. I'll go there right after yeah, this. Ertz said he's a big FaceTime guy. Yes, yes. Um, you have a few guys like that. Marquise Hayes is the same way. Guys that just, you're like, oh, bro, call me. And it's like FaceTime. <laughs> Always. FaceTime. So. Lucidus, Cito, Leroy, awesome. Smith. Thanks, awesome stuff, man. Enjoy your time in Radio Row. Look forward to seeing you out there next season. Thank you very much for having me. Have a great one. Awesome stuff from Lucidus Smith, the Arizona Cardinals rookie, going into his second season. Unbelievable job there against Aaron Donald. Great insight from the Cardinals team this season. Trying season, and I'm one of the – the groups, a lot of guys face adversity, but none more than that, that offensive line. Feels like we've got like a low-key special rookie class from last year. Yeah. Like you think about him, and we, we're hopeful Marquise Hayes can rebound because he looked fantastic in the preseason. If you remember, he's the guard out of Oklahoma. And then, of course, Trey McBride playing a lot. And then the two rookie outside linebackers that were, were drafted in the third round, Cameron Thomas, Majay Sanders. Like we could look back on this rookie class in like four or five years, and maybe there's not a bunch of all pros, but just guys that have helped level set the foundation of the Arizona Cardinals for this new regime. Because uh, I look at like the 2012 Arizona Cardinals, the 2011 Arizona Cardinals set the foundation for yeah. like the Bruce Arians jump that they had. And again, we'll see what happens with Hollywood Brown. That was a trade. We still got to you know, figure that out if he's going to be a part of this team long term. But man, you talk about McBride, Sanders, Thomas, Smith, Marquise Hayes. I mean, there's reason to be excited. I'm curious. I didn't want to press him on it, just how he talked about Hayes. And, and we speculated. And the best we could do was speculate on it. Because if you remember, uh, Hayes, we already had an injury, right? A yeah. knee injury. And it sounded like it was day to day, more yeah. than week to week, year to you know season ending you know maybe it was a decision a tough decision to IR him maybe it wasn't as severe as it could possibly have been they just looked at him as a a late round pick and we'll shut him down and yeah I I don't know I I, I don't know but regardless you got you got a good look at uh, Lucita Smith and he's a guy that I think uh, is going to vie for some time next year like I again I he was very humble but like the Cardinals are lacking depth up front on their offensive line outside of these rookies from last year. Uh, and we're just going to assume, I'm going to assume Rodney Hudson's not back next year. So right. uh, give these young kids a chance. What do, you, what do you have to lose, right? Enough with, like, overpaying high-priced veterans in March. Like, you saw this young man produce last year. And I think with, with, the, with the right coaching staff, the, the right offseason program, you already mentioned he's working out. 
I'm excited about that. I'm also excited that we got to talk to Jordan Schultz yeah, today. Yeah, Jordan Schultz just dropped bomb after bomb, has incredible insight as far as a lot of storylines we're following with this Arizona Cardinals organization, the coaching search, their quarterback, yeah. when Kyler Murray could return. DeAndre Hopkins, and, and Jordan was the guy first with that information that the Cardinals were going to try and shop and trade DeAndre Hopkins, and we caught up with him out here on Radio Row. We're excited uh, to let you guys listen to what Jordan Schultz had to say. Here's Jordan Schultz from the score, joining Johnny and myself out here on Super Bowl 57 Radio Row. An NFL insider, friend of the program, Jordan Schultz on with us. Bo Brock, Johnny Venerable, live Super Bowl 57, Radio Row, at Schultz underscore report on Twitter. Jordan, thanks for hopping Thank on. Thank you, guys. Pleasure. This is a uh, wild time to be an Arizona Cardinals fan. The franchise seems to be in flux. The coaching search continues. There's so much to get into. You also broke a story earlier this offseason about DeAndre Hopkins and the team, you know, Plans to try to trade D-Hop. So much to get into here, but let's start with the coaching shirts. Really feels like two candidates, right? Yeah. Lou Anarumo from the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. He's the last second interview on Friday. And then you've got uh, Mike Kafka, who's kind of the up-and-coming offensive guru. Yeah. What are you hearing as far as this coach, coaching shirts? Well, let me start with Mike. I think what's so cool about him is that – sorry, there you go. I think what's so cool about Mike is that – Three years ago, I don't think anybody really knew who he was yeah. from a fan's perspective. It, nobody really thought he'd be in this position. The reason he's in this position is because at a young age, as a young coach, he's been able to empower players, specifically the quarterback. So I asked Daniel Jones a couple days ago, what, what is it about Mike? Because a lot of guys have great offensive minds, but maybe they can't relate. And what he told me was cool that he, he's able to empower guys in a way that he's giving you the accountability, and now it's on you. But there's a trust there. So... If you're, if you're willing to put in the work, Mike's going to give you everything you need to succeed. And that's, I think that's really cool. And you look at Daniel Jones, Giants don't pick up his fifth-year option. He has a great year, 15 TDs, passing five picks, but obviously ran the ball yeah, almost 1,000 yeah. yards. And, and that's, I mean, it's not all because of Mike, but it's a big reason why, and I think that's pretty cool. Don't you, doesn't that concern you? Well, Jordan, what would you say to <laughs> well, the people who are skeptical? Like, I'm skeptical because I look at Mike Kafka and his resume, and he's got one year as an offensive coordinator, and all we're hearing is Patrick Mahomes endorsing him, but Patrick Mahomes also endorsed Cliff Kingsbury, and Cliff Kingsbury was a hotshot offensive coordinator in his mid to late 30s. I, I just feel like, just from my perspective, like, Mike Kafka can be a, a quality head coaching candidate, but not be right for the Cardinal job where, where you look at all these different dynamics with the team and it's it's even more so than Kyler Murray. The the I think the uncertainty at the quarterback position is is probably the biggest thing that's holding this up. Yeah. Um, you you have a quarterback who is enormously talented, but we've seen him struggle this year specifically on the field. He gets hurt, and now it's how long is he going to be out? Is he going to be out half the season, the whole season? Uh, who are we going to be able to get in free agency? Yeah. We make a trade. There's not a lot of, if you go around the NFL, there's not a lot of teams that have that much uncertainty at quarterback, especially yeah. when you've paid a guy $240 million. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a problem. Um, I, I would like to assume that Mike or Lou could get Kyler to buy in, but that's a big assumption. And I think it's fair to wonder if either one would be the right guy, given that they haven't had the position before. I, I think it's, it's, it's very interesting, Jordan, because it's like two things can be true here. Like, Kyler Murray has his challenges, no doubt about it. But I think the perception of Kyler Murray around the league, and I don't know what you're hearing uh, from, from players you talk to, sources you have, as far as Kyler Murray, like the true perception. Like, what, what are people saying about Kyler Murray? I mean, there was one report where he's the main deterrent 
of this head coaching vacancy, mm. which I think is That's, pretty crazy. That, that might be a little bit harsh. I think it's the he's he's one of the big reasons why we haven't seen a hire yet. Okay. But also there's there's like 11 coordinator jobs open. There's so many positions. There's a lot of interest. I mean, Lou specifically, this is his one I think real opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, it makes a lot of sense that that they would want him given he's he's hot right now and it was I think they just interviewed Mike Lou's coming in, is that right? Correct. Yeah. So on Friday. Yeah. If he blows them away, um, he could very well be the guy. To say that Kyler's the main deterrent, I think, is is a little harsh. But, you know, if you look at what the Cardinals, how they're building their franchise, it's all been around him. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he's if, if, if he's successful, they're going to be successful. He's number one pick, Heisman Trophy winner. Um, but now you're in this flux where because of the injury and because he didn't play very well, there, there is concern. That's fair. Yeah, Jordan, I'm of the mindset, like, Kyler doesn't get hurt at the end of the year, and they probably win two or three more games, maybe Cliff Kingsbury gets to stick around. Yeah. And so now you've got the injury compounded with the fact that Cliff and Kime are out after a singular year of their contract extension. To me, it's just like, at the end of the day, can the Cardinals go into these interviews full transparency and say, hey, we don't know what the status of Kyler is, but you've got assurance, regardless of what happens with Kyler, that you're going to be here for the long haul. They, that's what they should do, because okay. that's going to attract and ultimately talk about holding players accountable. If you, if you give a coach that, that um, I don't want to say uh, luxury, but if you, if you give them that power. The reassurance. The reassurance. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. It's not a prerequisite to winning, but I think it helps a lot. M- Monty's like, he's in a tough position in that this is his first time he's been a GM, and he goes to an organization that has traditionally not paid people, has an owner that is probably not, I'll just say he's not, a, not the best owner. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you have a franchise that's been rudderless. Right. It's a lot for a first-time GM. I, I like Monty. I think he's going to do a good job. I can't stress enough how important this hire is to get it right. And maybe it is, it is a good reason, reason to take some more time. It, it's, it's really interesting because it's like ABK, right? Anybody but Kime. Like yeah. When you talk about the perception of Bidwell, do you feel like that's just because of guilty by association with Kime for so long? I mean, two part decades. Two decades. Yeah, part of it. I mean, yeah, Steve, 100%. I think Bidwell and Kime, Steve attached himself to Michael, which was smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of extra time. Talk about job security. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. One I mean, playoff win. Ten years. They had 2-1. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think Steve, that was a, a big step. It was the right step. Yeah. Um, and – just put his personal stuff aside. His a lot of the drafting was was really sure. poor. So, the fact that they, um, for me, the 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 final straw for him, it wasn't the final straw. What should have been was letting Hassan Reddick outside the building. Yeah, that that was truly unbelievable, and you've seen what's happened since. But yeah, I think Monty's going to give them a professionalism, and he's going to. I think he's got that scouting background that will really help them when it comes to the draft that they haven't had. I mean, Steve, you think would have that, but it didn't work out. Yeah. So Vance Joseph is remains under contract. They're not necessarily allowing him to talk to other teams right now, but we got word today the Cardinals just lost both of their defensive yeah. backs coaches. So that, you look that hurts at, a lot. Right, and you look at that and you think to yourself, if you're Michael Bidwell, sure, you can take your time hiring the head coach, but like conceivably what kind of staff are they going to be able to put together, and do you think – uh, defaulting to Kafka in particular would just allow them to smoothly transition BJ back into that defensive coordinator job. I I like that because I, I, hmm. I I've been in New York and I've seen how well Mike has done. I, I so maybe I'm biased. Cause, okay, because I see it 
and I and talking to players who just love the guy. Yeah. And, and again, like you said, it doesn't mean the guy's going to have success, but it's a nice luxury. Um, go back to your question was well, just Mance Joseph. Does it make sense to keep him in house then? I, I think I think he's really well liked. We talked earlier a bit before this about some of the guys that were really well liked within the building. We talked about Matt Burke. Yeah. Vance, I know Cliff really liked him. I think the players respect him. To me, keeping him is a it's a necessity. You think no. so? I, I think it's, it's extremely it's, important. It's interesting. I mean, if you watched Hard Knocks, it, the in-season Hard Knocks, you would have thought that Vance Joseph was the head coach of this team. Yeah. I mean, it was just he was the one that commanded the respect from the players and the players respected him. I mean, Johnny even had a tweet that Buda Baker quote tweeted to go to bat for Vance Joseph. I mean, that's but a you're lot, 29th in, in points allowed in the NFL, though. I know, but they're young. They're so young, and that's a lot of that's on Kime. Okay. Know? I mean, well, I mean, if, if you had, if you had a sonoretic, that right, if you would have let that guy, if you wouldn't let the guy at the building, that number drastically. I, goes I down. think I think we're just having PTSD because Vance did not play Isaiah Simmons year one. He didn't play Zayvon Collins year one. Right. So we're having. He didn't play Majay Sanders, Cameron Thomas much at so, the end of this season. So Will Anderson yeah, could be a Boot, Cardinal yeah, this but, this spring, and then he not play in the fall because of Vance Joseph. Like that, those are real concerns. But when Buddha, who is arguably the most respected player in the building, right, when he goes to bat for you. That, that's that's huge, and and guys follow Buddha. I mean, he's he's a special guy, and and I think that says a lot. V Vance, Vance is a is a really good coordinator. I think he's a really good coordinator. I know he didn't have great success as a head coach in ball in Denver, but I I think it's a it's really important to keep him. In my opinion, okay. You got to read his work. The score, Jordan Schultz. We talked a little bit about Kyler Murray, but we are, we're hearing a lot as far as the time frame. Kyler Murray. Torres ACL, he had the meniscus yeah. where I believe he had a stitch put into it. Yeah. So it might prolong this this recovery, right? He, he's, you know, I think Rapsheet said that it was going to be maybe, maybe even mid-season, yeah. right? So, I mean, what do you what do you hear? We're the same, and and I think it, you know, I know you want to guys a long career ahead of him, but you also have you want to do everything possible to get back on the field and play because he, I think I almost thought he put on too much. He got too strong last okay. year. I felt like he was. Maybe he worked too hard in the weight room. Okay. Because he, I thought he lost some of that uh, mobility, mobility sure. laterally. Because when when he came in the league, I think he was probably 15, 10, 50 pounds lighter, and it felt like nobody touched him. And I know he got injured on a non-contact play, but it, it did, didn't it feel like he was a little too bulky? Yeah. Some of the deep ball stuff. And the offense just did not suit his skill set. And they just they they're too predicated on it. Felt like horizontal passing mm. plays. And he's one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL. He was. I don't know if he's still – is he still? I, I, I think he was neutered this past yeah. year. I think yeah. Kingsbury's offense had, has run its course, and I think he can succeed in a lot of different schemes, maybe in, in particular under center, booting him out a little bit. Like they, they, what they did with Russell Wilson in Seattle, I, I don't agree. think you can – No, I agree. Okay. And that's similar stature. Russell, right. forget this year, traditionally was one of the best yeah. deep ball throwers yeah. in the league. And – you talked about Sean Payton saying, "I want to get him on naked boots and all that stuff." But, but, you know, Kyler would then have to be committed to being under center too. I don't. He hasn't really done that. So, I mean, you got to throw everything at the kitchen sink at this point. Everything at the wall in terms of. But he's not playing right now. So, right. right. If he's not also with the with the prospect of him not coming back and him. Let's not, say he misses half the year. Sure. And and then say he comes back and, and he plays the second half. I mean, is he going to be the same guy? Like you no. might want to maybe tone down what you're what you need from Kyler Murray, right? So maybe put you know g get a good running game in place, run the ball a lot more than you did under Cliff Kingsbury. I mean, doesn't that sound like maybe work him back, ease him back? In. What was yeah. their split last year? I'm just curious. Run pass, do we know? They it was so high all pass. over the place. Yeah, I mean, but they were, they were behind, playing from behind yeah, the entire yeah, season, true. so and it's a ton were, of pass. They were playing Trace McSorley at the end of the year. They <laughs> wanted to run the football. My question for you is like. 
when Kyler tore his ACL, he was like a ghost in the facility. Yeah. He wasn't around. He wasn't around. He hasn't been around this offseason from what we understand. Like, is it conceivable Mike Kafka is the head coach? Like, Kyler Murray has to go to everything, right? He's got to go to OTAs and be around. Even, learn learn and, a new playbook. Right. Yeah, 100%. I, I mean, that that's you would want your quarterback to do that. You think about uh, great quarterbacks that would take take the responsibility. For, we're talking about Daniel Jones, right? Yeah. You, or Jalen Hurts. You can't talk to anybody on those two teams and not hear the same thing. First one and last one out. Sure. In fact, in fact, um, uh, even Justin Fields, right? Young quarterback, mm -hmm. similar to Kyler in terms of he can move around the pocket. Uh, really high pick. His good deep ball. Yeah, beautiful deep ball. His his quarterback coach told me that he's the only guy on off days that he's throwing, and he has to tell him not to throw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You just want that's what you would want from your franchise, and when your quarterback does it, everything else falls into place. You know. You broke the story about DeAndre Hopkins. He met with Monty Osenport reportedly on yeah. Friday. Any update on D Hop? Is it something that would be that they view as mutually beneficial for two sides for DeAndre to potentially find a new place next year? I would be really surprised if he wasn't traded and wow. significantly wow. shopped. And I think it's best for both. I do. What What do you think is the compensation that they'll inevitably yeah. get? I'm sure everybody in Arizona wants a first round pick, but is that realistic at this point? I think he's 29, 30 now. Thirty one yeah, season with a big cap season. hit. Yeah, I don't know if a one's realistic. Uh, they want a one. Yeah, I think maybe a two, uh, maybe a two and a four. Yeah, a one would be a lot. And he he's getting paid. He has a heavy number. Do you have a team in mind that potentially would be interested? You think? I thought. I, I thought the Patriots right before Bill O'Brien. Before Bill, but yeah, but you know Belichick is like still great, the betting favorite. Is it? So yeah. they, there was that video of him saying, "I love you, man. I appreciate yeah. what you've done." Bill O'Brien literally There's shipped him out, out of Houston, though. Like I know, <laughs> I know, but Belichick is still calling all the right. shots. Yeah, 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 and yeah, that's fair. But also, um, they, I tell you what, that that they desperately need receivers, yeah. and they're not going to. I think uh, Aguilar's gone. So uh, McMyers is gone. Mm -hmm. So that would be one team that, that stands out. Uh, I thought the Giants made a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. Not traditionally what they would do to go out and get a receiver like that and pay a big price. But I thought that that, that made a lot of sense. Um, he's he's not a first. He's not one of the top three or four guys like he was three or four years ago. Right. He's still a top ten receiver. So the floor has got to be a two, right? Because you don't yes. you don't pull an Amari Cooper and just get rid of him. And the Cowboys regretted Jerry, that. For Jerry says it's great. That was a great move, that Jerry Jones. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible <laughs> decision. Are you, ins are you <laughs> kidding me? Like the Cardinals, even without Kyler Murray to start next year, you can't just give away DeAndre Hopkins, right? Oh, and they absolutely. know that, right? It's, it's still an asset. Right. You don't have to trade him. Right. I think it's mutual, mutually beneficial, and I do think he will be traded. And ultimately, I'd be surprised if they got a one as a result. But but a two is still. If you got a, let's say you got a two and a five. That's still a good haul right and those are valuable picks so yeah i, I think i think he'll be traded okay. the, the way you worded it was like bidwill was telling potential gms at the time that that's something that they wanted to try to do and it's not a, it's not a secret yeah now yeah. well now it's not but, but 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 was there anything from from hopkins camp like was it hey i, I think I, i'm we're staring down a rebuild let's be real here i think i think hop is was hop is he's he understands he's going to be a hall of famer and What's my legacy? Sure. I, I want to win a Super Bowl. He was talking about it at Hard Knocks. Yeah, I want to win a Super Yeah, and if you go back to that first week, I asked Cliff about this. The difference when you didn't have Hopkins to that first week back. Remember, and you saw yeah. it a little bit on the video, that there was a certain energy and juice. When you have a future Hall of Fame player who is still an alpha dog, you that changes a team. It changes yeah. an offense. Even if he's not what he was physically three or four years ago. He, he's still a really, really good player. And I think 
he's a calculated guy and he's a really smart guy. And I think his thing is, I got to win a Super Bowl. I got to compete. Yeah. So we we love we were we were big Cliff guys. Obviously, the results weren't there, right? Yeah. You you talked to Pat McAfee. You talked to him in Thailand. Still a one way ticket, or no, has he come back yet? I believe he's back. Nice. Uh, let's let's, let's, is, just, let's he, Are you staying with him at his, his no, mansion in PV? Did he see. put that up on Airbnb when he left, too, by the way? <laughs> I, no, no, I don't think he did. Although, that house is unbelievable. Um, are you checking your texts with Cliff? Yeah, he's... Do you mind if I look? Yeah, I look over here? Uh, he said, unreal trip, beautiful beaches everywhere, amazing food and culture. A um, lot of lot of good things going on there. A lot of yeah. good yeah. stuff happening. That's, that's more than I would get from a press conference with Cliff. That's it's good. It sounds like is he doing well? How's he? I mean, how's he's, he doing? He's doing well, but he's got to understand he's he's never um, he's never been away from football. Yeah, but the checks are still coming in. Oh yeah, I mean he's got 30, <laughs> 30 million dollars. But but this is a guy who grew up in Texas. Yeah, son of a high school coach. Yeah, uh, great high school player, great player at Texas Tech, played in the NFL, was an NFL coach was a college coach. His whole life, he's pushing 40, has always been about football. Dude, he's 43. Uh, 43, I mean, he's been yeah. going on for... Yeah. I thought he would make some sense maybe join McVay's staff at some point. Him and Sean are close. I don't... I, Do you think he consults or something this year? Or I, I got the sense that college is not really in the cards. Right. And that, in cards. And that, um, <laughs> and that he really wanted the opportunity to think about it and yeah. get away from it so it's not an emotional decision. I think that's why... I, 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 I can't say he's going to coach or not. I can say he wants to coach. I just don't know if it'll be this year again. But he's he's gotten calls. I mean, there there are teams interested. Um, and you mentioned Sean. That would make a lot of sense. But I think he wants to take his time. You have anything else for Jordan Schultz? Yeah, I, just, I mean, I could talk to him for a half hour. Just but spewing hot fire. Thank you so much, Jordan, for <laughs> my, the time. Make sure, make sure you're following him on Twitter. Schultz underscore report. And, of course, reading, watching all of his work, the score. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you, guys. Jordan Schultz of NFL Insider, Schultz Reports, mm-hmm. The Score. Why can't I say his name today? Know. Jordan well, Schultz. You, you Jordan say, Schultz. You say the, like, ol, but in his first name. You go, Jordan Schultz. It, it's not good, but his insight's great. <laughs> it um, me talking is not good today, but uh, I thought the most interesting aspect of that, Cardinals won a first-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, and that's a good starting point. Yeah. Sure, like, ask for the moon. Ask for the moon, yeah. just like the Saints did for Sean Payton. And don't you, be, yeah, don't be close-minded. Obviously, yeah. I mean it's a negotiation. I mean, you, you obviously understand uh, he's 31 and he makes a lot of money, but you also have the confidence that he is still playing at an elite level. He absolutely is. When when he's healthy, he's he's out. And, and that's a big if too. I mean, here's a guy that was healthy for the bulk of his career and then most recently has been dealing, you know, lingering knee problem. I don't yeah. care if it's hey, we're shutting them down to be team tank but still find something else to keep him on the sidelines what for. a glorious tank it was oh, it was it was glorious you know what else is glorious underdog fantasy we got so many surprises on deck in this show in particular but one surprise is not my love affair with underdog fantasy i am off of year-long fantasy i'm giving it the old stiff arm i am pivoting to daily fantasy and i've done so with one of our fave partners underdog fantasy again it does oh. fantasy sports Differently, last NFL game of the year that you can use with Underdog Fantasy, that's Super Bowl 57. But before, if you want to get some prep work in, dabble on the NBA. Uh, Draft your team against five of your buddies, right? You can do up to six NBA players. No positional limits at all. Hello, the Phoenix Suns are back, as is Devin Booker. Will Devin Booker hit the higher in points? Of course he will. How about DeAndre Ayton going off for 35 and, what, 15 last night? Unbelievable. 
believable. And I tell you right now, if Kevin Durant, I'll make a promise right now, if Kevin Durant becomes a, a Phoenix Sun, I will, I will bet, bet gamble on underdog fantasy daily with Kevin Durant. And I will win money because of it. Bob. That's because, yeah, you're, you're breaking out of dabbling and you're going to just straight up gambling. C- right? Commitment. Yeah, yeah, I'm making a commitment Full to Kevin Durant. Commitment. Hey, sons, you also need to make a commitment to, to Kevin Durant. But in the meantime, everybody who's watching, I know because we get in all seriousness, like tons of messages, inquiries about Underdog Fantasy. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I've heard this. What's it about? Can you tell us more? Of course we can. Super easy to get started. This is all you got to do. Get underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Get this, Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So you put it in a hundy, boop, you get out a hundred. <laughs> you want to do 25, that's fine. You want to do 10 bones, whatever. Dip your toe in. You're going to have a great time on Underdog Fantasy. Again, I use it on the reg. We use everything that we talk about on PHNX programming, all city programming, because we genuinely believe it. We feel so fortunate to be uh, partners with Underdog Fantasy. Jordan Schultz broke many stories with us, but mostly the biggest news was that Cliff Kingsbury was back. It was not a one-way ticket to Thailand. It was round trip. Yeah, He's back stateside, likely in his Paradise Valley mansion. And if you've seen that Paradise Valley mansion, you realize that it, uh, it's empty. Yeah, All that's up are paintings of lions, and he needs a little bit more than that. He's going to have a little bit more time on his hands. Remains unemployed while cashing checks from the Arizona Cardinals on a two-week basis uh, because they let go of him one year into a five-year extension. What I'm getting to is maybe he can start a hobby as an interior designer for himself. Go to more furniture. Take out the work and just get to more furniture. Let them do it for you and find out what they can do for your home. Living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, your kids' rooms, your rumpus room. We've got one of those. Yeah, you should. And Cliff Kingsbury should hit morefurniture.com and pimp out his abode uh, because now he's got the time for it. He can also take in Camelback Mountain, but he can also go to morefurniture.com. Take advantage of that white glove delivery. Get that furniture delivered to you and set up just how you want it. Don't sleep on that and don't sleep on the best and biggest furniture in the valley. Head to morefurniture.com, morefurniture.com. Also check them out 44th Street and McDowell. Don't sleep on our guy Benjamin Albright on Twitter. Uh, since the show has been live, we've got news from a couple different people, including Adam Schefter, confirming probably through Michael Bidwell that the Arizona Cardinals will not hire a head coach this week. They're going to wait until next week when the Super Bowl has been concluded. And then we've got our guy Benjamin on Twitter. Go check him out at Benjamin Albright. Quote tweeting that and saying, wow, I wonder why they would do that with the sunglasses emoji because mm-hmm. he's not wondering. He feels like he knows exactly why the Arizona Cardinals would opt to do that. Dating back to when we had him on our show, which seems like forever ago. Yeah. I think that was like three, four weeks ago. And he said that the Cardinals wanted to talk to then, now, defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles, NFC champion Jonathan Gannon. Bo, do you think there's any validity? Because we have not heard about Gannon being, you know, connected, synced with the Cardinals since we've talked to Benjamin. But Lou's going to have his interview come and go on Friday. Mm-hmm. Kafka's already talked to the team. Is there a possibility we could be sitting here Monday morning and the Cardinals hire Jonathan Gannon? Well, what the reports are, and it's multiple reports, including your guy Gambo, that there's going to be. Uh, decision made on Tuesday. Yeah. So that gives you a very short window, doesn't it, to talk to Gannon because he plays his team plays on Sunday. Yeah. And then you would have what Monday after a sleepless night potentially one what went wrong or things went incredibly right and you're celebrating through the night. I mean, how, if how he, does that even work? If though? he dials up and shuts down and dominates Patrick Mahomes, does that 
maybe solidify that they make the call and they make the offer? Well, I, they could want him today. I mean, go look at what he did against the Buffalo Bills. I mean, he's been a fantastic coordinator. I'm just looking at the logistics. You're talking about Anna or no? I'm talking or yeah. Niners. I'm sorry. I'm talking about Jonathan Gannon. Look yeah. what he did to San Francisco. Look what he did, of course, to the Giants and they, Mike Kafka. They coasted through the regular season. Yeah. I mean, they won games with backup quarterback play. To me, like, yeah, I, I think I would sign up for Jonathan Gannon even more so than Anna Rumo and, of course, Kafka. But like, they have not had one formal interview yet. Does that matter? Can you do everything like under the table to the point where Monday you check off a box, it's a formality, and boom, bang, boom, he's your head coach by, by Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, if there's, if there's a relationship there between Monty Awesome for a familiarity that can maybe you, you don't have to have the formal interview, maybe, right? Well, but how does Monty know Jonathan right, Cannon? That, that's where you're going to have to be a sleuth on the Internet, right? That's, yeah. That's where you kind of have to go beyond the Wikipedia pages. The if dark web, maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe the dark web, but he be, be careful there. Yes. Okay? Keep um, the safe search on. <laughs> that's, I think that's impossible. <laughs> uh, but Jonathan, look, I, I was telling you uh, as we were listening to the Jordan Schultz interview, yeah. you know, I – I think he's kind of the, uh, the, the of the three bears. Like he's the medium porridge, right? It's 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 the it's the stuff. It's like Anarumo might be a little too old for my taste, yeah. and then Kafka is definitely too young and, and inexperienced for my taste. Where I think Jonathan Gannon, you know, last two years as far as Philadelphia and their defense, uh, they've been very impressive. And the idea of Gannon getting his hands on, you know, potentially Will Anderson Jr. out of Bama and turning him into the next Hassan Reddick. Uh, it excites me. It really excites me. And, and what he was able to do, like, I know he wasn't exactly going through Murderer's Row to get to this point. Went through Danny Dimes and then, uh, like, 49ers QB7. But still, very impressive. And especially if he puts up, if his defense puts up an impressive performance against, uh, against the Chiefs. Think about their front sevens. Has there been a more impressive front seven in the NFL this season? How much do you give credit to Howie Roseman, though? A lot. And that, that's where you're going to bank on the decision to make Monty Awesomefort the next architect of this team. Yeah. Yeah. And you want them to be in sync. And the Cardinals can certainly use a jolt to their pass rush in the form of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter if they opt to go that route. But we talked about it off air. Like one of the small concerns I would have, and it wouldn't be the end-all factor, but Lou Anarumo runs a 4-3. Yeah. And Will Anderson is a stand-up 3-4 outside linebacker. Like they, they've had tape at Alabama where he gets washed out, he, he, he really shouldn't be playing. He's, he's not huge. He's kind of Von Miller-esque. He shouldn't be playing 4-3 end. So I, I would expect, Lou, if they made the pick, they would make it work. But uh, And I'm not, I'm not taking a guy third or over, overall because he doesn't fit my scheme, blah, blah, blah. But it does like the piece of the puzzle fits so much better with a guy like Gannon because we see it now yeah. because they have so many pass rushers and they use them so well, including the ex-Cardinal. Hassan Reddick. So it's it's interesting. I mean, it, it keeps things spicy as it relates to this head coaching search that really, I mean, it hasn't taken a backseat to Super Bowl 57, but it really does feel like they just pushed the big old pause button. They're like, yeah, we're going to talk to two guys behind the scenes. Brian Flores, you know, thank you for participating. He's going to go take a different job. Mm -hmm. And then now it's like Monday, all hell could break loose. We got a super chat earlier that I want to acknowledge that I want to make sure I talk about. Um, and producer Emma, if you could, wouldn't mind throwing that up on the screen here in a second so I can give credit to, to whomever left that super chat. Thank you so much. Um, but we've got a, a poll in the chat here. Who do you think is going to win 
Super Bowl 57 Eagles or Chiefs. There it is from our guy Jason Crow. Thank you so much, friend of the program, Jason. $1.99 Super Chat. Do you think Kyler handles adversity well at all? Um, I think that Kyler was the rookie of the year on a team the year before that had the worst offense in modern NFL history. Mm -hmm. And outside of a couple tweaks, it was basically the same team. And he took them to 13th overall via advanced offensive metrics. So I think that's a, that's a loaded question. I would say yes and no. But I can tell you right now, based off what we had a chance to connect with Zach Ertz about, feels like K1's going to have a massive chip on his shoulder. Yeah, I think that there's room for growth, yeah. obviously, and that's a very political answer. I mean, I think it's something that he's going to have to uh, improve in as far as facing adversity because it's not, to his, it's not to discredit him. He hasn't faced a ton of adversity in his entire playing career, dating back to his amateur status when he was you know, in high school and dominating – Texas and then going to Oklahoma and winning a Heisman Trophy in just a single year and, and playing in, in, in baseball and being just an absolute stud on the diamond as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, year one was tough, right? But I think he had the advantage of low expectations yeah. coming out of 20, you know, the 2018 team. So I, I absolutely want to see him improve as far as facing adversity. I think within a game, like you've seen him show up. Like, we think of that Thursday night football game. It could have been such a signature moment for, for Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, I think it was on track to be one right. of those. And, and the defense, you know, the offense isn't looking great the whole time. They're struggling. They're not even exactly staying on the field, as Cliff Kingsbury's offense have been known to do. Uh, but they weren't out of it. The team was 7-0 at that point. They wanted to move to 8-0. The defense gets a big stand, and the, the offense needs to go 95-plus yards, yeah. and Kyler Murray was dealing. Yeah. So, like, as far as facing adversity in that capacity, like, I think that he can't, that he absolutely within the game and having a, a shot, sure. But when the, the game's not within striking reach, you know, we've seen it against Vegas this year. Uh, Vegas aided them a little bit in that. But, yeah. look, that was great. That was great to see. So, I think that he can absolutely improve on that. You mentioned spicy. Uh, you mentioned maybe putting the pause on things. Don't put the pause on your relationship. Don't put the pause on your Valentine's Day plans uh -oh. any longer. You got like a special restaurant. You got a romantic evening at home in Maricopa. What about Ooh. later in the night? What after? <laughs> what about after that that dinner at the Maricopa Denny's? Why are you setting the scene for this ad read with with my? Household? Oh, am I? I didn't I know. I was just using a random couple. I'm going to be, be respectful of the people in the chat. Absolutely. And assume most of these people are not from Maricopa. Oh, Arizona. they are. Got okay. Those people Look, well, are. just put yourself in these shoes okay. and don't uh, don't sleep on it. Keep things spicy. The sexiest day of the year, of course, is Valentine's Day. Sexy time. But are you ready? Are you Roman ready <laughs> for sex? <laughs> well, because a strong sex life can deepen the feelings of intimacy between sure. you and your partner and sure. lead to increased happiness. Everybody knows this. We just have to be reminded of it. And we also have to be reminded that Roman addresses a variety of sexual health needs for men. Roman offers genuine medication that helps achieve and maintain a strong erection. Roman also offers discreet wipes that help you last four times longer. No more minute men in this chat. No more. No, no. We Four times longer. Uh, so Say now that a little louder. I don't yeah. think Albert Breer heard you. That's right. No longer any minute men. Now we got four minute men, five minute men. Treating low testosterone can yeah. revive your sex drive. Roman has the testosterone testing and treatment that you need. And better yet, with Roman, everything is online. So no longer, you know, taking the time, making the doctor's appointment, going to the doctor's appointment and saying, I've got a problem getting an erection. What's that? <laughs> I, 
I got some problems. No, you don't have to do that because things are discreet. They're online. You got the digital health clinic available in all 50 states with a licensed physicians. No waiting rooms. No hassle. No embarrassment. Roman sends everything right to your door with free shipping and discreet packaging. Yeah, you got to love it. Roman, we love it as well. Roman ready for better sex on Valentine's Day. Go to row.co slash phnx right now today. Get 20% off your entire first order. Order by February 8th and guaranteed shipping in time for Valentine's Day. That's rowro.co slash phnx. That was quite the ad read, Bill Brock. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I don't enjoy that one. I think I gave an update to it, uh, <laughs> producer Emma, so maybe throw that up there. Uh, the comedy is gold here because clearly producer Emma's got jokes, and, and we got jokes with our guy Frank Caliendo today who managed to fit Stephen A. Smith, he managed to fit Bruce Arians, and he managed to fit Mel Kuyper into all one interview, and this is our time with Frank Caliendo earlier today. Okay, so we don't have the Frank Caliendo interview You're, you're going to have go. to follow PHNX underscore Cardinals uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. You're going to find the great native Arizona or local area. I don't know if he's native. Does he have to be born here to be? Uh, well, I, I'm going to call myself a native to Arizona. Okay. I've been here for 18 months. He's a months. transplant like a lot of us. But so uh, Maybe we'll work on that video and we'll talk a little bit more about the coaching search for the Arizona Cardinals. But before we get to that, I want to remind everybody, go to gophnx.com, become a diehard Become a member and join us. Get 20% off all exclusive events, the exclusive member Discord. We got a big-time event tonight. If you're in yes. the Valley, come to Illegal Pete's. Hang out with us tonight at 7 p.m. I'm going to be there. We're going to be hanging out, talking football. We're talking family, friends, food, whatever you want to do. Come out, Illegal Pete's. Is that in Phoenix here? Tempe. Tempe. It in is Tempe. Tempe. I don't see. I don't know roads. I live in rural America in Maricopa. <laughs> so uh, we're going to be hanging out there in Tempe. It's going to be a great time. It's been a great time here uh, with our friends on Radio Row Super Bowl 57. There it is, the meetup, Wednesday, February 8th, today, 7 p.m., Illegal Pete's. Uh, but it's illegal to not come because we're going to have so much legal fun together at uh, Legal Pete's tonight. So Can't wait yet. Yeah. Catch up with Johnny, talk the coaching search, talk Kyler Murray, talk about Zach Ertz, great interview. Uh, it's, it's not going to be soon, but probably within the next 24 hours we'll get that interview up on its own along with Jordan Schultz's interview. You'll be able to find Frank Caliendo's hilarious interview that he did with Johnny and myself. He recognized one of the PHNX Cardinals crew, uh, and then he didn't recognize the other guy. Uh, find out who. You've you got to follow on social, of course, to find out. Check out our, our great content from Matt Ishbia's, Ishbia's presser today from our PHNX Suns crew. Can we just talk about that for a yeah, second? Okay. What, a, what a marquee day for fans of the Suns here. And with all due respect to Robert Solver. Solver it, no. It, well, okay. I don't even need that. Get out. And now we have new ownership, and we're excited ever more about the Phoenix Suns ahead of the trade deadline. Keep those notifications coming. And we had immense coverage we had our guys big drive energy yeah. uh, from all city checking out the waste management and there were some interesting comments i think coming out of the waste management in particular jj watt Bo had an interview with dan patrick that we haven't touched on that mm -hmm. people have been asking us to, to talk about basically dan trying to poke the retired bear in jj watt saying that hey what's kyler all about you yeah. know is he a good leader what's going on and jj just seemed 
completely taken back, and I thought he did a nice job navigating those Walters because it would it would have been easy for J.J. Watt to come out and say, "Yeah, Kyler's a diva. I'm not about Kyler Murray." He didn't do that. Yeah, it was it was a strange. It was like DP trying to recreate the awkward Kyler Murray pre-draft interview. Yeah, and kind of trying to play the hits there. Um, and it just didn't it didn't hit for me this time, and, and JJ wasn't ready to be had like that. I mean, show some respect to a guy that's a rubber stamp Hall of Famer. Yeah. And trying to instead of the, the and I love DP. I think DP's great. I just didn't like that question line of questioning. I, it didn't fit, and because he didn't get the answer, it just made for an awkward interview. Uh, also, that came out. Uh, I'll say this: Zayvon Collins was his caddy today. Yeah. And Tyler Drake, who covers great coverage for the Arizona Cardinals yeah. on, on 98.7, said that Zayvon Collins was was kind of disappointed that that Vance Joseph wasn't wasn't coming back. Ooh, that's interesting. Have they been told that though? It, I mean, so. When I talked to Victor Dumekeji, he kind of phrased it the same way, and I didn't know if he just misspoke because we were talking. Well, they've lost two position coaches today. Yeah, we know that he's not going to be the head coach. He's already been told that, according to Mike Silver, who we talked to out here earlier this week. Uh, You know, Victor, Zavin, you know, Buddha went to back for him, but we we didn't hear really anything as far as concrete if VJ's coming back, but it, it just doesn't sound like, and as you mentioned, like Matt Burke interviewing for the Texans' D.C. job. And then you have two position coach have exited along with, you know, another guy who, who left a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, Vance's staff is acting like their defensive coordinator is Abandoned ship. Yeah. And I think we do have the interview with Frank Caliendo, so we're going to show that to you right now. Johnny Venerable, Bull Brock with Frank Caliendo. And Frank, we're in the middle of Oh, wait, February. you're Johnny Venerable? I see your stuff all the time. Oh, I'm not I appreciate even, that. I'm not even making that up. Oh. I do see it come across. I'm like, who's this Johnny Venerable guy? <laughs> oh, well, that, 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 that humbles the I, shit out of me. First of all, thank you so much. What about uh, Bo Brock? Do you see that? He's guy? also never seen He's it. also <laughs> a real person. No, and, and no interest. So, <laughs> so Frank. Actually, I do now that I think. The, you know I live here, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. This in, is the, this, in the convention. Hopefully this is the, the start of something special between PHNX Cardinals and Frank, but no, 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 we're not going to do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. But it ends after this. It ends. The Cardinals haven't hired a coach. It's mid-February, and we're kind of freaking out a little bit because there's this Why? Stuff. Why? I mean, the best thing to do is hire a coach last second. You, what are you guys, you guys are probably complaining. No, this is how, this yeah. is how you do it, man. Okay. Wait as long as you can okay. and see what happens. Uh, I mean, that's how they did Bruce Arians. That's what I was about yeah. to say. Great, great segue. That's what I'm talking about, Daddy. Make it happen. Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, Daddy had no idea I was going to be coaching. I was out there in Indianapolis filling in with Chuck Pagano, and I said, you know what I can be? I got to coach me some Arizona Cardinals, and I just shit myself out there. I coached Ben Roethlisberger, had him run into everybody to get, 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 get Carson Palmer. I, had to, I thought it was the other Palmer. I thought it was his brother, Jordan. I thought I didn't even know it was Carson. We, did they even have Carson yet? I don't remember. It's been a while, and it's been a long time. Coaching Tom Brady takes a lot out of you, Daddy. But you feel like, I mean, you see all the national shows going crazy about it. you got the Stephen A. Smith's probably calling this team just an absolute just dysfunctional franchise. I have to say, I don't even understand where we're coming from with some of this stuff. And you said we were going to make it organic, and now you're just setting things up, my friend. Bo Brock, I know who you are. We can't you think I'm the venerable, and we know exactly where we're coming from. Lastly, Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, who does Mel Kuyper like more? I'll talk about, I'll talk about a tremendous situation. Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, at the end of the day, I trade the picks and get as many as you can. How do we find out where you're getting up next? Where's your next show? You, you I, know, I, just did, I was just in Phoenix at CB Live, so nothing oh, for a while. I'm just here because I'm a, a friend of, of Bo and Johnny. More so Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> a lot more. 
Frank Calando, <laughs> a national treasure. Uh, the Kuiper one is my favorite. Um, that's always been my Todd, go-to. Todd, 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 yeah, Todd. Yeah, we didn't get that today. And th- he was so gracious with his time. It, we grabbed his son who was with him, and we we're like, can we do a couple minutes with Frank? We're a couple local Arizona guys, and yeah. he couldn't have been more humble with his time. I can't believe he knew who JV was. That, I mean, I, I do get it. That's you, rude. You, you would no, say that. but I mean, it, it, you just didn't. You wouldn't think that you know somebody of his status. I feel like he and I are on the same level. Are we? Not? Well, now you are. Now we. You I'm guys are kidding. BFFs, and he doesn't give a shit. Short about guys got to stick together, man. That's I'm walking true. around with Bo with these professional athletes, and it's like me. It's like I'm this kid walking around with him. <laughs> He's got me on a leash here, trying not to lose little Johnny at the mall. So when I see Frank Caliendo and we bond together, yeah. Just don't be offended you, by that. I like that you thought you bonded together. That's that's great. <laughs> oh, man. More stuff coming your way from Super Bowl 57 Radio Row tomorrow. Thank you for everybody that tuned in today to CHGO Bears, DMVR Broncos. You watch all the content, all the interviews, P- PHNX Suns with Matt Ishba, and then also the uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open stuff. We already know we've got an interview coming up with Cardinals running back James Conner tomorrow. Yep. I believe we're going to catch up with ESPN.com Cardinals writer Josh Weinfuss. Ooh. We've got so many things that you're going to want to tune in for tomorrow. Uh, so don't miss it. Make sure you subscribe. You hit a like on this video as well. It helps share us around, get us into the algorithm. And then, of course... Get those alerts set up and then listen to us wherever you find podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and a review. For Johnny Venerable, I'm Bo Brock. That's going to be a wrap for us here at PHNX Cardinals. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. We'll see you at Illegal Pete's later tonight on Mill. Until then, have a great night. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.